Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. We are glad you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors. Uh, We got uh, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churning Spoon Ice Cream. Okay. If we have enough time between the end of our recording and the start at 3 o'clock, which I assume we will, I'm, I'm doing this today. Well, unless because we, by God, I need it. Unless we record literally the longest thunder and lightning in history, there should be time. Literally. Literally. So we'll, they'll be seeing me in just a few minutes, hopefully. And, of course, they've been seeing you every day throughout this quarantine. They've been open for you. They've been doing things for you, so make sure you continue to support them. Support all your local businesses here, this is, especially now more than ever in our college towns. We are going to need that help uh, for sure. I want to thank our good friends over at College Corner who are continuing to uh, give you the best deal in the state of Mississippi, maybe the world, where they will give you 30% off of any gift card purchase. You can get a $100 gift card for a $70 purchase. Turn around, shop at collegecornerstore.com, shop at either of their two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Fleet by Fleet Feet in Ridgeland. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And you can see their big, huge, incredible, tremendous selection. Very bigly. Very bigly. You know, it is kind of like a. a of MSU merchandise. It's kind of like a go buy your own economic stimulus package they've got going on over there. Just give them seventy, and they give you hundred, and you keep trucking. Is there a point where it becomes like incredibly profitable? Like if you buy a thousand dollar gift card, I guess it's only it's because it's only a gift card. Unless you unless you could turn around and sell that gift card. Yeah. Because then then you've real then you make it three you know big money. Interesting. Just I'm just I'm just putting stuff out there. Keep the the economy going. Speaking of keeping business going, our good friends over at Advantage Business Systems know that right now is not the time for you to be inefficient in your business practices. You need to keep everything streamlined. You need to have everything working as efficiently as possible. You need to find out what they can do to help you do that with their 45 years of experience in the Magnolia State. Give them a call today at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com and find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. business. I wonder what College Corner would do if you walked in. And you said you were here to, you know, buy a $10,000 gift card. And you wrote them a $7,000 check. And so... Well, I think you have to buy it online. So I, I don't know if it works that way. <laughs> but that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, but you, you know You just what? bought yourself $3,000, sir. Well, I mean, you, you did buy yourself $3,000 worth of college corner. You didn't buy $3,000 cash. That's true. And I mean, they're not going to complain. I mean, if you just went in there and just bought $7,000 worth of merchandise, they'd help, probably help you put it in the car. <laughs> They'd be like, can we do anything else for you, sir? <laughs> Shine your shoes. I mean, seven thousand dollar purchase. At, think about what's the average purchase at a college at a college uh, 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 a gear store like that? Like a hundred bucks. bucks yeah. yeah, seven grand. That's a lot of polos. <laughs> That's a lot of fabric getting used. Yeah. All right. As you might can guess, there's not a whole lot of hard and fast news, and and there's not a whole lot of of you know. And honestly, I don't feel right. 
just trying to break down a position or something. We could be doing position breakdowns right now or something like that, but we're not. Feels kind of pointless, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, well, not pointless isn't the right word. I just, you know, I feel like the car is packed. We're going to go one way or the other. I don't know which way we're going yet, though, so I don't want to just start leading down one road. I don't want to start getting myself hyped up for one thing when we could easily turn the other way. Yeah, I mean, it's be a little weird to start breaking down the QB room, and then tomorrow we learn there's no season. Yeah, exactly. It's just... Exactly. But that said, what I wanted to ask you, Joel, is this. So much uh, work being done on social media by college football players. The hashtag, we want to play, has sort of taken over. Uh, I got a retweet from President Trump. Uh, it, it's every every team, every conference is doing it. You had some rumors coming out today. Uh, Chris Scolari, who covers Michigan State, said that the, he had got a source saying that the Big Ten had gone ahead and pulled the plug. The Big Ten released statements, and they have not done that. Even with that, you've got the official Ohio State and Michigan accounts retweeting all of their players. I guess my question is a very big one, but it's this. Can the players pull this off? I don't think they can, but I sure hope they do. I, how are they all of a sudden now going to be given this voice? You know, they've never really had a voice. I I hope that they kind of, I hope people are listening. Um, but you know, I, I said I think on yesterday's show, the guys that want to play should be able to play, and the guys that don't, hey, your scholarship's going to be honored. You don't have to play. I think if you want to play. Why, why can't they they play? Um, they've been lifting weights and going through workouts and doing all this other stuff for two months. So you mean to tell me that that was safe? But right. now like, we were talking about we this said, off air. The only you, thing that's unsafe safe in is, this is the game. Is the game? I guess maybe the travel. But yeah. I mean, that's something you can keep locked down. We're getting on the bus. We're not stopping. Basically, you want all of your coaches to be mad in cell. Just, we're not spending we're not a spending dollar any in money cell. there. Yeah, we're gonna go there, uh, get in our hotel, and go home. That's it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I wish that the players had a voice, but it's tough for me to believe after all these years that all of a sudden these administrators, these these chancellors and presidents, and it's tough for me to believe that all of a sudden they're gonna say, you know what, we need to listen to what they say. Because they never really have. That's true. That's true. The, the, we said that yesterday on yesterday's show. The people who are saying, listen to the athletes now, are the same people who have said, shut up and dribble or whatever throughout all this process. Here's the only way I could see it happening. And I've said throughout this that extreme situations, unique situations call for unique measures and maybe even extreme measures. If you talk about Big Ten United, we talked about that last a little bit last week. We certainly talked about it a lot on, uh, on Sports Talk Mississippi. And they wanted to come together for all these demands. You're going to have to tell your administrators if you cancel the season, every last one of us is going in the transfer portal. Every last one of us. We will transfer wherever there is football. And when you do come back, you will have no players. And you can all just start from scratch. That is the only way, in my opinion, this would work. Now, that is as extreme as it gets. But, I mean, if you tell and, Ohio mean, State, if Justin Fields say, hey, me and the other 80 guys, we're, we're heading out, they're not going to cancel football then. No. Because then they'll never come back. But is that realistic? Is, is that it realistic? Ha- no. no. It's not going to happen. But that's – do you have another idea? No. That, that's why I don't think it's going to work. That's why I'm saying I hope it works, no, no, but it's not going to work. Oh, that would work. 
But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it is either. So this whole, we want to play, let's, I don't know, unionize, for lack of a better way of saying it, I just don't think it's going to happen. Nobody's going to listen. I, I don't think. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's going to, from guys like you and I that want them to play, um, <laughs> we're going to well, clap I mean, our and hands. Then, and, and then the, the players themselves want to play. Yeah. And, and again, you know. I don't think that administrators just, see this, though, and think, you know what, those guys want to play, I need to change my mind. No, I agree with that. And, and, and it's not administrators as much as it's lawyers driving this. It's lawyers saying, we could get sued. We could lose millions. Yeah. Uh, Counterpoint here, I saw someone tweet this last night, and I guess it this does deserve being talked about. There are guys that get concussions in the middle of the game that want to play, too. You don't just let them go play. You say, no, you can't. Um. There is an argument to be made here that you stop them from hurting themselves, I guess. I'm not saying right. that's the... No, you're, you're not wrong. So... And, 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 yeah, every college football player that has been told, hey, you're concussed, you can't go back in, if they had the option, they would just go back into the game. 100% of the time. Uh, but you do sometimes have... And, and that's where, you know, I've never been a big fan of calling them kids. But at the same time, you know, you, this is where adults have to protect children sometimes. You know, that's why we're the adults, supposedly. Yeah. You and I, I would not choose to. I mean, we, our kids are making yeah. it, but we'll just leave I, it I do back. think that's a little apples and orange comparison. I mean, concussion and a, it is. a virus. Cause there's, well, you say that. All right. I mean, who has the better quality of life? The person with a heart condition or the person with brain damage? Yeah. You know, a heart condition can probably be monitored and managed with medication and maybe some breathing treatments and things like that. Brain damage is you're screwed. <laughs> So you know that's that's one thing and that's sort of been some whataboutism of you know wait till they find out about CTE. Well, guys, that's another reason not to play. Don't don't throw that out there as a reason to play. That's a reason not to play. So don't bring that up. <laughs> and sort of just keep that off to the side if you really want football to happen. Yeah, I mean, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. The, the people who don't want it to happen will will have a million reasons why it shouldn't happen. The people who want it to happen have a million reasons why it should. And at the, But at the end of the day, I think what you and I said at the beginning of this makes the most sense. And that's, especially if they're going to let school come back and they're going to let 10,000 plus, 20,000 plus. How many students go to Ohio State? 40, 50,000? I don't know. They're going to let them come back to campus? That's a terrible idea. So... Who are they worried about suing here? The players? Like a player gets it and then later on in life and, sues the school because he got corona. Yes. And, okay, well, what if so-and-so catches it in geometry class? Like, the, why can't they sue the school? Then they'll, they'll, they could. So, okay, well, let's don't do anything. If that's but what you're worried guess, about. My guess is this, then. That you can say that the so-and-so in geometry class had the option not to come. Whereas if you're going to play football and be you have the option not to play, you have the option not to. I, I'm just, I just, I, I, I can't really explain it, but I guarantee I could find a high-priced enough lawyer who could explain it for me. I guarantee that. And then all it takes is you know one guy does it. And next thing you know, you've got the Richard Schwartz of COVID cases saying, "Have you gotten COVID from playing college football? Call me. You may be entitled to cash compensation." Maybe that's thunder and lightning. The Wednesday edition. Well, no, we got rumblings coming up, but. Yeah. I was going to say, we get a freaking lawyer on the program. We're like, walk me through this. What would happen? <laughs> Not a bad idea. I know a few lawyers. We'll see if we can get one to talk about it. Um, but again, it just feels like what the universities are saying is it's safe to come to class. It's safe for you all to practice. It's safe for you to be here. But the three-hour game is the problem. 
And I can't wrap my head around that. So the question becomes, like we said, you know, can the players pull it off? It, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a situation where, you know, normally if you have a strike, it's the, 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 the laborers, the workers are the ones saying, we don't want to work. Now, this is more of a lockout, I guess. This is more of the really the, is. the ownership saying, but the problem is that the the, 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 the labor force has no, no power. They have no, no ability. I know they're, they're, they talked about unionization. I don't see that happening. I don't see that being allowed to happen because it starts with, hey, we're going to unionize so we can play this season. And then next year it's, okay, now that we have a union, let's talk about what our percentage off the top is going to be. All right, And I, I tweeted that last night. That's what universities fear more than anything else is yeah. that that $100 million that they get every year turns into $50 million. You know, and you say, like, well, it's still $50 million. Well, when one guy is 10% of that, when one guy's salary is 10% of what if you combine his salary with uh, Howland's, or I'm talking about Mike Leach, with Howland and what Schaefer was making before, that's 20% of, the, of, the, of, your, of your athletic budget at $50 million. Three guys you paid. Now, that hasn't paid Lamonis. I haven't paid any other coach. I haven't paid any other athletic director. I haven't paid for any of my facility stuff yet. I just paid three people and spent 20% of my uh, income. So I get it. You know, once you once you achieve a certain standard of living, you don't want to go back. You know, once you live in the big house, you don't want to go back to the apartment. I do wonder, and I said this to a friend. You tell me what you think. When this is done, don't you think athletic departments are going to have to find ways to run their businesses more like businesses? Profits and loss and, and, you know, not spending money just to spend it. Some of these outrageous buyouts that happen where you're just bidding against yourself. Someone like Will Muschamp. I think Will Muschamp's buyout is like $7, 8000000 million. Who was trying to steal Will Muschamp away from South Carolina? You know, agents might suffer in this. Yeah. And I may... I wonder if you're going to see a reset of, like, coaches' salaries and stuff after all this is said and done. I don't know how that works, though. Who's going to be the first coach to say, I'll take the, the, the head coaching job at the University of Texas for $1.5 million? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I just, now that you see, I, I kind of feel like all of us that are living through this today will always, in the back of our minds, be thinking, when's that next pandemic coming? <laughs> You know, like, it's just always kind of going to... It's going to be tough. Like, say next year there's no more coronavirus. Let's right. say next year at this time we're sitting here and coronavirus we're, we're no okay. longer exists. Yeah. All of us are going to... The next time there's, like, some little tweet well, or news brief saying this could turn into a pandemic, we're all going to freak out and well, be my, like, My oh, guess God. is, and, you know, it's not the same because social media and things didn't exist in 1918, but when they had the Spanish flu pandemic... My guess is you probably went through a generation or so where they were just like, oh, God, is this going to happen again? Yeah. And then eventually you just sort of forget about it. And that's how you end up 100 years later sort of reliving those same problems. Um, so I don't know the answer to that question. But my guess is we will spend a few years like you know, everybody who coughs, you're going to side-eye them. You're going to be like, what's wrong with that guy? Don't cough around me. But, you know, that's just that's just the nature of life, I think. You just... Yeah. You worry about the now, and then whatever happens just sort of happens. I, I don't know. Yeah, I was watching uh, – well, I'll tell you what it was. A little bit of a nerd, I guess. Um, not really a nerd, but was watching The Undertaker's Last Ride documentary on WWE Network. Yeah. And uh, anyway, it was just showing some old old footage. But it's just funny to see crowds packed on top of each other because now you think about it like a little bit. You see guys like – 
leaning over the rail on top of each other yeah. and you're just like there's no masks there's no yeah and, and it's tough for me in my brain right now to picture us getting oh, watching, back to that watching old football games and stuff and it's like there's sixty thousand people high-fiving and yeah, yeah you know people hugging and everything like like will we get back to that yeah eventually eventually we will just not today I believe that. I, I hope so. I don't man. believe society is about to crumble. Yeah. I, you know, I believe we'll get through this. You know, it's just going to take some time. You know, it, it can't be done overnight. I think that's sort of that's part of the problem we're in right now is we wanted it done as quickly as possible. When you know that's not how science works. Yeah. You know, it takes time to get through things. You know, but we we were just so determined to get back to to normal that we've made it impossible to get back to normal right now. You know, I do agree with a lot of people who are saying, you know, look at the countries, some of the other countries around the world, where sports have come back. Like, you look over in Germany. They play, they finished out the Bundesliga. They're, they're about to start up again. They're talking about maybe letting some fans in the stadium. Premier League is supposed to start in a month for, from England. Australian rules football is back up and running in Australia. You know, what, what's the difference? So, yeah. anyway. I'll be interested to see what happens. The, the next 24 to 48 hours will be some of the most historic times in college football history. Yeah, and, and it kind without of, a game being played. And, and look, this could change any any minute. Who knows? Because um, the SEC, I mean, ads and presidents and everything. Uh, some meetings happening on Monday. Um, and as we record those, nothing's really come out of those meetings. Don't know if it will, but it kind of seems like that the SEC is not on board with the whole "let's just call it off" train. It kind of seems like they're wanting to play. Um, can they? If everybody else calls it off, I don't know. But I don't know. I guess I'm a little more optimistic as we sit here on doing this show than I was yesterday's show. Yeah. That we will see at least the SEC and maybe the ACC and, you know, maybe the Big 12 hop in and, and, and try and play some football. A little more optimistic about that today. Uh, but I don't know. You know what's interesting is – Let's say that that scenario occurs, right? SEC and ACC play. Everybody else sits it out. Dude, what is – how much money are those two schools – are those schools going to make, those two conferences going to make? Because they'll have all the TV money. Yeah. And then think about it from a recruiting perspective. My opinion is this. If you are – and if I'm the NCAA, I would do this. If you aren't having football, you can't recruit. You can't even talk to – it's dead period for you. But if you're playing, you can have, you can have recruiting. All of a sudden, Mississippi State could, you know, be in the in the mix for a lot of big time players. <laughs> you know, you're talking about that would be a huge thing. I would think. I think this is the truth. I feel like we're watching a game of chicken right now. The Big Ten wants to cancel. The SEC wants to play, but nobody wants to flinch and be the first one to say it. The first one to say it is going to win. Well, the first one to say it's probably going to be the Big Ten saying they're not. That's what then, it sounds then, like. Then it's going to be tough for the SEC. But if the SEC if the if the SEC can get one partner, if the ACC and the SEC say let's work together, we can do this. That's what I was going to ask. Why? Maybe I'm just an idiot. How come if the Big Ten says we're not playing, then the other four in the Power Five has to say we're not either? Because you have to answer the question of why do they think it's unsafe to play, but you think it's safe? It goes back to liability. It goes back to legal issues. You know, are they saying the virus doesn't work in the South? You know, I mean, how does it how does it work? So yeah, that's that's all that is. It's just it's optics. If I say if I if 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 this let's say this studio was a raging volcano and I said we're not going to record, and you're like, no, it'll be fine. 
You have to be the one to explain to me why it's fine. Well, let's imagine that with you know thousands of people's health at stake. That's that's all that is. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, if you're talking about the Power Five and you just got one conference over there saying they're not going to play, well, then eighty percent of them say that it's we don't see things the way you do. Right. So how come the twenty percent or the one conference out of five mm-hmm. has the has the pull there? I, I, I don't know. Sometimes 20% can be more than 20% if you're the I most guess. powerful conference, if you've got the most money, if you've got the most pull with the TV networks. I mean, what happens if the SEC plays and the Big Ten doesn't? And then all the people who've been broadcasting Big Ten football say, uh, we think we'll stick with you know the, the SEC ratings are just because they would be unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Because you'd have nothing else to watch. Another thing to consider, and I've been seeing this a lot, and it's absolutely true. You don't, you don't play college football this fall. The NFL's taking Saturday from you. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Yep. And it doesn't affect me. Doesn't affect diehard Mississippi State fans, but it affects TV ratings. You know, all of a sudden the SEC network isn't getting what it used to get because a lot of people are watching the Falcons or the Saints or whoever. And or so the it Titans affects that next TV contract. Exactly. And, and so that affects the Mississippi yeah. State budget exactly. and everybody's budget and, exactly. and money's going down. Lot, oh. lot, every, everything is is just so connected. Yep. There's nothing independent of anything in, in throughout in this whole discussion. So, right. bottom line, before we get off, as we sit here today, do you think they're playing? I feel better than I did yesterday, but I still I'm 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 leaning no. Yeah, me too. I'm right there with you. But I feel better because I think Scott Satterfield said he the ACC told said that they're going forward. Well, if I mean, the ACC is going forward. The SEC is coming with. I mean, you got coaches, players, even ads have tweeted um, their support for playing. Yeah, but I, they're not the ones making these decisions. No, though. it's the presidents. Yeah, and their lawyers. So. We'll see what happens. Let's move on out of this for a second. Well, we're going to actually sort of stay in it, but at the same time... Talk about another side of another it. Another side of it. And, of course, that's going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. They are Starkville's one-stop shop when it comes to great, great meat products. Grass... I'm sorry, grain-fed beef, locally sourced, processed over at Mississippi State. Steaks, burgers. I told you so many times now about their burgers, that gourmet grind they've got working right now. It's some of the best hamburgers you'll ever eat. And, of course, if you're down in Hattiesburg, you don't even have to, to do anything. You can just go buy Cotton Blues and order a steak. It's Welcome Home Beef, Mississippi product. If you're in Collinsville, Mississippi, head over to the Piggly Wiggly and buy it right off the shelf. Mississippi product, locally, locally, locally. And, of course, if you're anywhere else in the state and you want to try Welcome Home Beef, you've just got to give them a call today at 662-268-8148. Or visit them online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef and place your order with them today. I've done it for the weekend. You should do it, too. Whatever you get from them, one thing is for sure. It just tastes good. Here's what I, I want to say. One of the uh, the contentious issues among Mississippi State people has been Kylan Hill and his what, – what role did he really play in the, uh, the changing of the state flag? And regardless of your thoughts on that, he obviously played some part. A small part, a big part. I don't know the answer, but some part. I like the analogy we came up with where he was the last degree. Yeah. They got the pot boiling. Last night ESPN released a graphic that showed, they said that the players have spoken, I think was the, the title. Four players were on that graphic. Trevor Lawrence, who is arguably the most uh, visible and famous college football player in America right now. Quarterback of the Clemson Tigers, the number one team in the nation. He's won a national title. He's played for another. 
uh, likely Heisman Trophy favorite this year. Justin Fields, if he doesn't, if Lawrence doesn't win the Heisman, probably going to be Justin Fields. Again, uh, a, a playoff quarterback, one of the most recognizable faces in college football. Spencer Rattler, maybe a less of a familiar name, but he is the starting quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners, which means if we were in a normal college football season, he would be planning for the playoffs, would probably be in Heisman contention, no question about it. So three quarterbacks, three faces of the program at three of the biggest programs in the country. The fourth player on that graphic was Kylan Hill. Yep. Here's my hot take. From a national perspective, not from a Mississippi State perspective, but from a national perspective, Kylan Hill has a bigger profile than Dak Prescott ever did. That's a big statement. Right now, nationally, <laughs> Kylan Hill is one of the faces of college football. I don't. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, man, that's, such, that's so interesting because you think back to that 2014 season in particular, mm-hmm. and Dak was everywhere. SEC Network, ESPN. And, and Dak had, and I don't know how to quite put this to not sound insensitive, but the passing of Dak's mother made him more about more than football. Yeah. Sort of the same way this has made Kylan Hill There's a, a more st- than football. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Dak's story, I mean, he was already beloved anyway, but, I mean, you know, people really connected with him, uh, I, I guess is one way to say it, with, with – that story and feeling feeling for him and I, but yeah, Kylan from a national profile and people knowing who he is, I don't I don't know if he has surpassed Dak, but it's probably close. It's got to be close. I mean, I've seen his name on a ton of headlines mm-hmm. and and. Uh, he's gotten a ton of coverage ever since ever since all that flag Again, stuff happened. And, they picked four players, the three quarterbacks of possibly the highest profile. I mean, the, who who is the only quarterback we'd leave out is Alabama's, right? And I mean, it, honestly, a we don't know who their starting quarterback's going to be, and if it's Bryce Young, nobody really knows who that guy is yet. And but they, so they picked Trevor Lawrence, Justin. I mean, Rattler's a high profile guy, but not on their level. But he's I mean, he is the quarterback of the University of Oklahoma. And Kylan Hill, who's a running back, not even a quarterback. Yeah, I mean that, that really is saying something, in my opinion. You know, and it, it's really something to, to to read. And it's not it's not all MSU fans, but to see some of the hate he still gets from on on message boards and on especially on social media, Facebook, just a cesspool. All you gotta do is put up an article about Kylan Hill, and you'll you can find out what I'm talking about. Um, but nationally, that guy has become a hero. It really is something, and to that, to my point, I guess would be, I hate that we're going to be deprived of his final year. It appears. Yeah, and I think we talked about this maybe a little bit yesterday, but he's a guy that could could literally right now be drawing a paycheck in the NFL. He could have just stayed in the draft, gotten picked last April, and he could be making money right now. Yeah. Instead, he decides to go back to college. To play football for a season now that looks like may not even happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean hindsight is you know twenty twenty. It is, but that sucks. There's no way in January Kylan Hill could be like, well, there could there be may a be pandemic. a pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you you don't know that that's coming, but man, it still has to stink to know it's got to sting a little. That bit. you yeah. you came back for a senior year that may now not happen, and you could have already been making that money. But here's the thing, he'll make the money next year. But what he did with his time here. 
was worth him will sticking last, around. Will last That's true. longer than if he had been the if he had been the first team All SEC running back. I mean, what what would have given him a greater legacy? This or what he did? So it all worked out for him in the end. I think he ra- he raised his profile a lot, a lot by 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 doing by staying and doing what he's done. Now, whether he gets to play or not, we'll have to see. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm gonna guess you guys have some questions. We'll do our best to answer them. We will answer anything you send our way. Well, you know, it depends. If Brian likes the questions. If I like the questions. We'll, we'll leave it at that. So we'll, we'll do all that tomorrow. Uh, until then, for Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.